This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome back to Rockcast. We have a special edition here where we're interviewing a member of the community. I'm Emily Foreman. I have John Edmiston, and we are lucky enough to have Jared Stewart, the director of IT at Church on the Move here with us this morning. Welcome, Jared. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on this. Talk to you guys. We're excited to have you too. You are going to be a very new member of the Rock community here as you are launching on Rock coming up in a couple weeks, which might be around the time this podcast actually um, publishes. So that's exciting. It is stressful, exciting, um, a lot of anxiety, but then also uh, looking past all that, just the benefits on the backside of it. We're really excited about it. Well, thanks for pulling your head up out of the craziness that is all things uh, implementation to to chat with us a little bit. You have a very interesting story, uh, systems-wise, for Church on the Move, where you've come from and where you're going. And I think there's a lot that we can learn just by hearing you discuss where you've been and what your goals are now as far as your systems and church management system go. Right. So kind of, I think one of the things that was unique about Church on the Move and our approach towards I'll just throw the uh, the terminology out there, uh, church management system. Um, over a decade ago, I think about uh, 14 or 15 years, um, we had a very talented developer kind of start the process of building our own custom solution. And um, I- exceptional talent, I, I think what is amazing as, as what this gentleman was able to produce in, in a stable platform that it served our church well for many, many years. Um, I came into the church about 13 years ago. So he, uh, we had a team called development at the time and it was, you know, kind of on their own. It wasn't under the IT umbrella. Um, so, um, they kind of were running their own play at the time. Uh, but, but through the years, um, what we saw was, um, when you can do custom development and you can solve problems through the use of software, you can get yourself pretty thin in a hurry and start spinning up a lot of different platforms. So it wasn't just church management system that he was creating. He was creating ticketing systems for us and we created our own giving solution. And so when you start to think about the life cycle of software in general, you in not really building the team around, um, you know, what you've produced at that point, you start to see fractures happening. And so what we were feeling as an organization was um, our system called Move, uh, currently extremely stable, but we started identifying, okay, we'd like to have these features. And and he, he would do an amazing job as far as like building in features and things like that. But um, even, even what I would say like feature requests, like, what was the formalized system behind that and how did we understand what the roadmap for the platform and what would that look like going forward? So 
about three years ago, uh, we just started experiencing a lot of this. And, and then the reality of there's, there's all this technical expertise um, wrapped up into one individual. And he's extremely vested in our church. I mean, he's a 27-year member employee of our organization. So he's all in a church on the move. So, But when you think about you know, business continuity strategies and, you know, what might sink the ship is like, man, we, we're pretty exposed here. So about three years ago, the decision was kind of made like, Hey, we're going to get out of custom development. Um, we really never put the resources around this individual to grow the team. And then you're at a lot of competition with just other organizations and, and you, the ebbs and flows of what happens with just any, you know, I would say IT or dev type position in a ministry. It's like, um, you know, you, you'd have to have a lot of work. You might get some things caught up, but then now what do you do with people? And you definitely don't want to offboard people just, you know, so looking through, you know, various ways of having, you know, how do we approach this going forward? It was kind of like, okay, um, we, we did a merger. We brought that team in under me, um, under it umbrella, and then kind of what we've used in IT up to this point. So I've always been responsible for the infrastructure data center, you know, side of the house. But one of the things when I came in the organization, I just said, you know, it's not all going to live and die on my shoulders. Like if I need to go on or, or that we need to make a change, like church on the move can still exist, can still go forward. So we are going to invest in enterprise class technologies that, you know, you can, you know, there's people going out there getting certified in these uh, disciplines. Uh, you can call consultants down the road. I mean, they're going to be familiar with these technologies and it's just not all going to be on my shoulders. Um, and so that's kind of the approach that we took, um, you know, with our development. So we, we knew um, we needed to start uh, sunsetting some of these things. And, and when you think about church management system and the tight integrations that he had created, it was like, whoa, like this touches a lot, you know, real quickly. You, it's kind of like the the thread that's loose on your shirt. You start pulling up that thing and all of a sudden it falls apart. And so um, what we did um, just through a lot of discussions, I mean, you, you're, you're, it's a paradigm shift. I mean, culturally, we're, we're changing the way that we just function. And so um, getting you know, even getting him on board and, and things like the understanding it's, it's, you've definitely done nothing wrong here. It's just, we need to make this shift. And he got it. He understood. I think he was feeling the weight of it too. Um, ultimately it's like, it's a bad place to be. I know I was there early on in my IT career and, you know, at 2 AM you're kind of standing there and there's nobody to turn to and you're going, what, what is this? Like, uh, did I actually sign up for this? <laughs> so it, I, I think he was, he was ready for the change, which is awesome. But then we, we, uh, yeah, we just, we kind of took a fresh approach and we said what we don't want to do kind of the internal uh, communication that I kept saying was, is we don't need to create move 2.0 we kind of need a fresh take at this and we want to bring other people's perspectives uh, into the fold so that we can, you know, uh, basically leverage other people's experiences too. We might be missing the boat on a better way to do ministry. And so uh, that was really our approach. Just, you know, there was, we definitely have needs like every other ministry and we, we created a focus group. We sat down, we didn't look at software. We just said, what does this thing need to do? Like this is, core to our to our systems and then let's go from there we didn't we didn't want to get 
glazed over with with some fancy feature that's like oh i gotta have that but then we miss you know 30 or 40 percent of the other things we actually need the system to do so that's kind of it in a nutshell hopefully that's that's a uh, uh, helpful sorry to ramble on no that's incredibly helpful and it's so interesting you talk about that perspective shift of all things custom which usually leads to whatever a ministry says they want is created before the roadmap it's like the requests uh land before the roadmap and you you can't it's hard to drive that ship to coming back and saying no we're going to really synthesize this and spend time in this planning phase and then go simple before we get very custom and bring an outside perspective like that's a that's a huge step to do before you even launch into something new when you also have the tension of your systems might be um becoming outdated, your your features might need to be refreshed. And so you're balancing that tension of uh, necessary speed with the, the stop, pause, and completely refactor the approach. That's just really fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, anybody that's been in technology for any time, they're familiar with the whole, you know, BYOT. And that's what was happening. I mean, in today's world of, of you know, SaaS applications, if you got a credit card, you got an application. And so <laughs> what we're feeling the other pain points were is that, you know, if the platform wasn't up to a feature or something that a ministry team felt like they needed, well, you just go swipe a credit card and all of a sudden now you've created another data silo. Well, we start to talk about the sprawl of all that data all over the place and trying to rein that in the potential of, uh, you know, DLP scenarios and things like that. We were just going, man, this, we got to get a handle on it. And so, we, we, we knew that we were going to have to do the hard work. And um, like I said, a lot of people, you know, I know the pandemic was challenging for a lot of, a lot of ministries and, you know, you, you take a good hard look at your systems. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, we were kind of already making that determination before the pandemic. Cause I think with all the other challenges, the pandemic had, had presented to us at <laughs> That might have been might have been enough to spin me out at that point, but uh, but no, it's been good. And and I think the big thing too is just uh, when you step back, what what I had been saying was like we're not and listen, we're not going to go back behind the secret door in IT and try to dream something up and you know sprinkle some magic pixie dust on something, come out with this amazing solution. Like this is an all skate. We're all going to be unified around this decision. And so that was a lot of preliminary work, you know, getting uh, executive campus pastors and ministry teams on board with it, really unifying and living out one of our core values, which is one team. And, you know, that's from the beginning, that was the desire of mine. It's just like, we're all in on this thing because it's going to take all of us pulling on the rope in the same direction to make this happen. It takes an incredible amount of um, education of team and then of leadership buy-in, especially if you're taking away the the individual systems and tools that people have put in place and, and currently rely on uh, because they haven't gotten any centralized assistance that they believe they need. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it sounds like you have a lot of work behind you and some work ahead of you, too. What are you most looking forward to in Rock when you have your cutover coming up here soon? Well, you know, I think we talked about a paradigm shift. Um, we had, I, I won't say intentionally, but we had just created a lot of gatekeepers in our legacy system. And so it was like, hey, we could do some things, but we would have to go, you know, run things to ground through this person or through this person. And, you know, 
everything agile is a big word word in the business world but it's it's agile needs to be that way in the ministry world as well i mean you're dealing with people that's the that's the variable right so when you're in the people business you just uh i mean you've got to be able to kind of uh move and spin things in a in a hurry and uh, we just we're being restricted by kind of this gatekeeper mentality so i think probably you know, what we're most excited about is really extending a lot more capability out to uh, campus uh, teams and really letting them run the play probably more so than they've ever been able to in the past and and really utilizing rock to, I love, I, this, you know, I don't say I kind of knew, uh, but there's like always those moments, but it's like when you guys call your system an RMS, it was like, it's not about the system. It's about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think as it, you know, as an it guy myself, like, man, we love systems. We love black and white and we'll tell you, you know, what's all good and bad about specific things, but it's really that gray area and dealing with people and the ability to just extend rock out to these ministry teams, like allows them to really deal with the gray, help them where they're at on their journey. And so I would just say, yeah, that the, extensibility and the, the power out to the ministry teams is what I'm most looking forward to. Not any, not any one individual feature, just the whole, whole kit and caboodle. What, uh, as you've been putting all this together, you've been having to kind of construct the foundation of your rock team. How have you put that together? It seems like every church has a different approach to what their rock team looks like and how uh, the number of people on it, what the reporting structure is. What does that look like on church on the move? Yeah, so I would say um, it's still a little bit fluid, but we we definitely have some core people on the team. Um, what we've elected to do, well, let me back up a little bit. So our our developer um, of all of our systems at this point, you know, the good thing and the healthy thing and through all of this is, you know, he's on my team and he's now stepped into a data engineer position and we're looking at really utilizing some of his amazing skill set into you know business intelligence and the analytic side of the th of the world and really helping us uh, catapult our efforts in that in that direction so he's he's all in like he's been helping from day one he provides extremely great insight he's he's kind of been through this. He understands a lot of the challenges. So he's, I mean, he's an invaluable resource to have on the team. Uh, a couple years ago, I made the decision, um, to hire an individual, you know, I'm an it guy. I spent my first half of my career in enterprise and, you know, it, it was just really interesting when I came into ministry, there's just certain things that I'm not going to be great at and I don't need to be great at. But one thing that I really needed on my team, you know, I've got great system admin, I've got, you know, guys, uh, you know, tech support guys, like we're covered from an I, from IT hard skills perspective, we're covered. But I didn't really have anybody to kind of help with the PR. And so I got the, a great opportunity. We, we put a job uh, description together and we call it a customer success manager. And I was like, I don't really need anybody that has it experience. I need somebody that's good with people that can be adaptable and learn it and some of the basic lingo, but 
uh, it just so happened we were able to hire um, a lady that had worked campus life before. She's a real go-getter. And I'm telling you, like, her understanding campus life and some of these ministry components that I'm just not privy to, uh, that might be you know, shamefully admitting, but it it's it's been kind of a thread that's really been helpful and it's like okay when when this team's saying this what what are they meaning and and having that go between uh has been just invaluable for us and then uh another gentleman that actually is in our finance team but he has really been uh uh, one of the individuals through the years with our legacy system handled a lot of the giving and the finances and um, we've been able to bring him along for the ride too. So it's, it's, it's primarily us, you know, four right now. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, uh, partner help as well. I mean, that's been a big component of it. Um, we know there's probably going to be a day where we're going to have somebody staffed up and like rock is their primary responsibility. Um, you know, but, uh, we're kind of waiting until, kind of the dust settles a little bit to see exactly what we need. We're, we're, we're covered on a lot of different fronts right now, just because we have some go getters and uh, we do have some, uh, some core technical capabilities, but yeah. So maybe when that time comes, I'll be asking you guys maybe for some recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely have a a community job posting spot too, where you could put that up if you need to, but um, that, that sounds like a great flexible approach to let's see what we need and, and build it to match. So you're bringing your team to to RX um, at the end of August, right? Correct. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited about it, and and I know everybody that's probably listening to this, they get this, but this was a this was a lesson, and it's funny because we should know this as as a church. It's like, man, we're pushing we're pushing small groups and community, and life's better in community, and it's like, I'm I'm just telling you when, when we when that finally that light went on for us about the community and rock and it's like, okay, this is what this is supposed to feel like. You're not supposed to go at this alone. And uh, it was just a huge like aha moment. And, and I'm sure a lot of people, uh, they might not uh, be be as difficult to sway as maybe I am. But as soon as that, this just all hit, I was like, okay, this is, this is good. And that we're not sitting here kind of on, uh, a single viewpoint or single perspective we're able to leverage people and i can't tell you how benefit you know i've got peers at other ministry that now i'm like they're probably tired of hearing about me now it's like hey like you know i got this single sign-on question and you know this is how i anticipate it to work like how are you guys implementing and things like that and so it's just that's been huge as opposed to just like figure it out ourselves and kind of you know, push through and come up with something, but it, is it the best way to do it? You know, we're always trying to kind of continuously improve and make things better. So that's, that's just been amazing. So we're looking forward to the community aspect, networking with other ministries and uh, yeah, just seeing what it's all about. Well, th- and this is your first uh, experience at the community conference, right? Or did you Live. do the, the virtual yeah, we, one last year? We, we didn't go to the virtual one. We just bought it after the fact. We hadn't made the decision at that point that we were going to move to rock. And so, yeah, we were taking, we hadn't signed on the dotted line, so to speak, as going forward, but we were going to 101, 102 yeah. and trying to get an idea what this whole rock thing about. And so, it, yeah, we, 
that that was enough. We figured it out. Like, okay, yeah, this is this is where we want to go. I think one of the challenges is there's so many definitions for the word community, and um, we really envision and see, and in fact, it is a community that's more like the communities inside churches. That's what we have in Rock. But if you compare community to uh, another product or platform or um, something that you would find more in the vendor world rather than the ministry world, if that's the type of community you envision, it isn't necessarily as helpful. And so I don't think it's unusual probably to have one definition of community that you come in anticipating, and then um, it takes a little bit to kind of get the light on, as you said, and and see what it really is on the inside. Yeah. And, you know, I think kind of to your point, it's, it's like, even in the ministry world, but my whole IT career, it's like you have these vendors, these technology vendors and whoever they may be. And there's just, maybe it's a sales rep or something, but you just connect with, they've got the technology, but now it's about the relationship. And, you know, so you kind of have that perspective and it's like, I feel like, you know, honestly, one of the things I was a little bit leery and I, you know, depends on, you know, your viewpoint on stuff. But it's like when you hear open source, like, oh man, like you don't want this to spin out. I don't want this to be another kind of stale project, you know, on SourceForge or something like that. And it's like, whatever happened to that? And then somebody forks it and it turns into like 15 different things. And so there's always that concern. But then when you feel like, okay, there's, there's a lot of people, there's a board behind this thing. There's, it's, it's, you know, all about the capital C church. Like, it, it, it's just, it starts to make a lot of sense. And so I felt like we have the flexibility to truly build software for ministry and there's a user voice to it. People are able to submit, you know, feature requests or whatever you, you're very transparent with the roadmap and what's happening with it. Um, but then, yeah, kind of have that insurance policy. It's like, there's a lot of different consultants that have developed a business model in and around supporting this. So it's like that you, you get that kind of like for-profit software as well type benefits. Like, well, I just need an insurance policy. If this thing, you know, goes awry, like who am I going to call? Like if I can't figure it out, I, I, I got to have that insurance policy that, you know, you don't want to, you, you just don't want, to make a decision just because you don't have the technical aptitude or something to fix it. It it can't sink the ship. It all goes back to that business continuity. It goes back to not falling on any one individual or just even a small team to try to make the play happen. So. Yeah. And I wonder in the secular world, you know, like there's a lot of talk about community, but I actually think it's not in the vendor's best interest to have community because (laughs) where there's community, there's power. And a lot of times you don't want your customers all like rallying together to tell you that, you know, you kind of stink. Um, <laughs> but in the church world, I think that's just kind of our, our natural go to. We always want to be in community and um, and it's kind of like uh, flipping the uh, the coin on on to the other side and saying, hey, no, we, we want to support community from the very beginning. Yeah, no, most definitely. And and. And yeah, it's just, it's funny that just the ability, you know, when you come together, you're like-minded individuals, you're coming together for the common purpose. It's just amazing things can happen. I know we've, we've worked with several people and, you know, we're very, I don't know, maybe I'm a, 
I don't know if you guys do Myers-Briggs, but I'm a P, so I'll just kind of keep taking in a lot of information. And, and I'm, it doesn't bother me. I, I'll just keep taking in information, taking information, taking information. And it's like up until the very last moment, it's like, boom, that's the decision. And then I'm good with it because I feel like I've taken in everything that I need to. I know all the perspectives. So we kind of think about our processes sometimes that way. Um, maybe at a fault sometimes where it's just like, man, there's is this – every perspective that we covered all of it. Um, I, I just, um, I think when you get community together, you're able to bounce ideas back and forth off people, man, you can really spark some amazing creativity and where you can take some things. And, and I just, I think having that is super beneficial to me. I mean, I know I, I feed off that type of energy and we had a, we had a conversation, um, with the vendor that we're moving our giving solution to. And I had one of those moments yesterday with him and he's like, great idea. Like, you know, and it's like, we're kind of feeding off of each other. What if it could do this? What if it could do that? And it's just like, Oh, you know, let me write some of the stuff down. It's like, great. Like this is, this is a, this is what I like to hear. I, I like to hear that the willingness to go after something and can't make any promises, but I'd love to dig into that with you versus the, well, this is the platform and this is what it does. And if you don't like it, then you need to go somewhere else. And like, and so I, this is why I really think rock uh, specifically the way that it's built kind of coming back around. It's like, it, it's just the best of both worlds when it comes down to it. I mean, you, we're just, we're in a really good spot. And so I, I'm just, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about where this is going to be able to take our ministry and, 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 you know, obviously the biggest thing that I'm excited about is just uh, taking care of our people. And I think that rock's going to enable us to just kind of move it to a whole new level. So excited about it. Well, when people run into you at the conference, what are some things they should know about you? What are your hobbies and interests? What kind of things do you do in your free time? Oh man. Well, first of all, um, I have a wife who is a uh, high school girls basketball coach. She was a played division one college basketball. So basketball is our life. And, uh, you know, I told her early on that if we were going to be married, I was going to support her. So I go to, I don't even know what the number of basketball games is a year because her season is basketball is a long season. It's like six months long starting, <laughs> but then, but then my daughter who's 13 now, she plays competitive basketball and then basketball for school. So all summer long, which after I get off this call, we're going to go to Oklahoma city for maybe nationals for her. That's so exciting. we'll be doing that. And then, um, I've got a six-year-old son who is uh, just now getting started in football, and then I've got a four-year-old son, and he's the he's the wild one of the bunch. So, so that keeps me pretty busy. If it's just personal time, if I've got a little margin for that, uh, I'm a I'm just an avid outdoorsman. I love you know, going to the mountains, hiking, backpacking, doing those types of things, and then uh, I've got. Um, I've got a, I've actually got a side business, <laughs> but I won't go into that and plug it shamelessly on your podcast, but, <laughs> um, the, uh, but I, but I do like to hunt and I do a lot of upland hunting. So we'll go, um, at the end of, end of September, we're going to go to, uh, North Dakota, Montana and Wyoming on a two week loop. Oh, wow. And it's just the adventure. I, 
I'm a P I like the adventure of all of it and having new experiences and meeting new people. So. Well, that's pretty great. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for spending time with us today. We've been really intrigued about the process that you've taken and your experience is maybe a little unique compared to the, the typical community experience of moving from one, uh, outside platform to another, but I think you've learned some great things. So we appreciate you sharing those with the community today. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure to join you guys. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in with us again. We will talk to you next time. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.